Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You are listening to the Dope Black Moms podcast. I'm delighted to have Alex here with us. Alex is from the British Youth Musical Theatre Charity, uh, BYMT for short, which helps young people and developing artists to navigate and further their training career in the arts. Alex is also a father of three. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. I now just wanted to talk parent to parent. Um, you know, this this uh, parenting malarkey is so difficult. Um, no one knows what they're doing. We're all kind of making up on the ground. So just any time um, I get to talk with a parent, it's always nice just to understand how they're doing it. Any hacks, any tips, any tricks, anything we can gain to make this, to navigating this whole thing a little bit easier. So I wanted to start with a big question. What does fatherhood mean to you i suppose i suppose it kind of means that there's yeah i suppose it's an extension of you there's kind of more of you um in a way that is different than you know like say having a partner um because you know children are like little extensions and versions of you in one way or the other so um I suppose it's about having responsibility for another part of you, I guess. It's kind of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And Alex, father of three. So is that, first of all, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Is there anything that you proactively changed between, uh, between child? Like maybe... Your first child, you had name brand nappies and you kind of went down that route. Yeah. And did anything, did you proactively change anything with your additional, with your other children? Yeah, I think we've proactively done less and less. So by the third <laughs> one. Parenting himself. <laughs> yeah, we're barely parenting him at all. Um, so I think there's there's kind of that. Like I remember, if I compare, like I remember definitely you say we read loads with our Mm -hmm. first one and then I suppose with the second one we'd done the reading um but then also maybe it was partly that we just kind of I suppose we'd had that experience now I think maybe part of like if you if you go into parenthood and you haven't read a single book then the Mm. end of the day you work it out anyway don't you and Mm -hmm. I guess you can read loads of books and even talk to loads of people but that doesn't prevent you from having those moments as a parent where it's like god Am I or are we doing the right thing? Like, what do we totally. do? Totally. Am I messing this up? Totally. I suppose you kind of question less as you, you know, as you do it again. You know, I think particularly of your first child, often, you know, people are really naturally so protective of their child and really help, um, really careful with, with everything. Like, so for instance, even things like, I don't know, um, sterilizing bottles and stuff like that. So I yes. suppose. And and if, even whether you're talking about sterilising bottles or other kind of 
I suppose, health and hygiene stuff. Not, mm. I'm, I'm not saying like to be really un, unhygienic, but I suppose <laughs> the ways that you're particularly really careful with a with a baby that's like under a year old, I suppose mm. as as I had more kids, as we have more kids, we we probably learned that actually, you know, if we aren't so careful with this or that, it, it's not going to bring our child to any it's harm. It's going to be okay. It's going to be I okay. I know. I know. I mean, the first time around, that pressure and the stakes, you think it's going to, I don't know, they're going to get a major, something horrific is going to happen if you don't sterilise that bottle. Yeah, and I mean, I think even getting... I mean, I don't know. I'm, I, I probably kind of experienced quite a normal thing in that even pregnancy, like it feels like such a delicate thing that's in yeah. the balance. You kind of, you feel like, you know, if you've managed to uh, have, uh, you know, get through a pregnancy and have a baby at the end of it and that baby is healthy, like when with the first child, like that feels like a major, major achievement. It is a major, major mm-hmm. achievement. Um, mm-hmm. And so I suppose... You you kind of yeah you maybe it kind of gets you in that mindset of of everything is quite fragile I guess and it's maybe quite mm-hmm. hard to shift out of that. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so thinking back to your younger parent self, your younger father self, is there anything you wish you'd known? Anything you wish somebody told you? And do you think you'd listen? Yeah, I'd I'd probably tell myself to buy less toys because I <laughs> yeah. I think I'm one of those people who's a bit of a grown up kid. So I wasn't that into I wasn't that into like when my you know, when, when they were little babies and even toddlers, it wasn't necessarily that I really kind of like, you know, and would buy them like excessive amounts of toys then. But I think as they got a bit bigger than toddler, um, then I'd be just as bad with toys as they were. I would tell my younger self that it's really it's really not needed because actually I've noticed that I've noticed that when they're little and toddlers they just they spend their whole time the little bits of plastic toys they just become meaningless to them and they just like they just pour them from one thing to another or they chuck them around they don't really play with them as toys um so yeah I I tell my younger self to just um not to buy so much plastic which is hard because it's really quite an emotive thing and you're, you know, you're, I suppose it's kind of, you're connecting, reconnecting with your childhood a little bit when you're buying toys. And I suppose it's maybe hard to, to not do that and leave it behind. But I, that's what I would say to my younger self. And hopefully I'd, I'd take some kind of heed. Yeah, hopefully. Less toys. Okay. Okay. And um, last question, just self-care so important to um obviously not pour from an empty cup very very difficult I find as a parent it's I want to spend all my money all my time chuck it into the kids um so I find it hard to prioritize but is there anything that you do for yourself that really helps you get through the week and makes you feel like a better human better father and any ways that you protect this time or these practices all those spaces yeah I guess I guess maybe a couple of things like one of the things is I go um, and I haven't always done this I, I think I've learned over the time um, is I go running so um, brilliant you know running is something I'm kind of think I'm doing very much for myself it's time on my own um, and it's carving yeah it's just carving out a little bit of time that's just for you 
Um, so I think that's been really good. And also, it, it, I think it doubles up. It's time for myself. It's for myself. But then it's also good for my health. Um, so, yeah, I think that's one of the things. And then I have really noticed from, you know, having really tight friendship groups with, with friends and with family members as well that I've maintained for most of my life. I found that the thing to kind of thwart that and, you know, kind of that's, that's stopped me from keeping in contact with and, and seeing lots of, you know, my circle has been young children. Like it's, I just find it really hard to maintain that. Um, totally. So one of the things I do is there's, you know, there's one or two mates who I still manage to maintain quite regular contact with and I'll go out for a drink or to see a movie or something. So I think I, I make sure I do that, you know, kind of regularly enough that it doesn't feel too long. Um, so I think there's probably two things I do that, that do help. That's, that's that's really nice. And just practically, if it can help anybody with the running, mm. is that something you do daily, weekly? Like, you know, like, how do you actually find the time? Like, how are you doing it? Because it's really, it is so hard. And and so actually, hard. You know, so what I found, and I've been like, and I, I'm not someone who's kind of took that easily or well to, to regular exercise, to be honest, because I actually started doing it quite late in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I learned was that I really have to establish a routine for a while, probably for at least a month before it becomes just part of what I do. And it's not a struggle yes. of like, oh, God, I've got to do that. Um, totally. Whereas once I built it into a habit, then it's like, oh, I haven't done it. I, I need to do it. Um, you can feel that, yeah. But yeah. that's been really hard. Like I think with a young family, what I found is there'd be periods where I'd start running, but then after a month or two, I have a bad run. Uh, you know, a, you know, a bad time period where you know I've got a lot of a lot on at work, or the kids are getting up at night, or whatever it is, um, and I'll stop running, and then I'll stop for weeks or months. But what I've and then managed, that first run back is so difficult. It's so difficult. But what I found is that now, it, now being a few years like that, that each time I go back, it's been easier. And now mm. I've been maintaining it. I've been doing it for, I don't know, seven or eight months now, which is the longest I think I've ever maintained regular running. Well done. Um, well done. And, and, and you find this easier with older children? It's easier a bit with, old, with older children, but actually I'm kind of, I'm just squeezing it in like I'll... I'll either go, I'll like do a school run and then have a run on the way back and then kind of have a shower and go off to work. Or um, sometimes I'm, again, because I've built it in as a habit now, I'm going for runs at like 10 o'clock at night, like, because that's the only time I can do it, um, which isn't really ideal. But um, I kind of, if it's a choice between that and it going a day of me not, doing it and then getting out of the habit then I kind of prefer to just go and Mm. I know it kind of feels it feels good once I'm past halfway on my run um and once I've done it then it's it's definitely feels rewarding it's oh that's amazing I love a long run like when you get past 40 minutes to an hour it feels quite meditative yeah definitely yeah and then when I come back in the house I intrinsically feel like a better person I have more space I have more uh, time to play. All the little things that may have been niggling you before doesn't feel as heavy or yeah, as hard. Yeah, definitely, so, um, definitely. I'd highly, oh. highly recommend it, I think. Mm, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Alex. Um, again, Alex is from British Youth 
Music Theatre. So it's BritishYouthMusicTheatre.org, um, registered charity. And I'm going to put in the link so everyone can find out everything that you're doing. Thanks so much for um, your time today. Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks a lot. Dope Black Moms. If you'd like to join the Dope Black Mums private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Mums on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Mums. Thanks so much for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.